you're tuning into the cmtopdog.com AMA from the 10th of November. It was it was getting very hard recently, wasn't it? I was I was thinking I was missing a bit of this extended pump, but we did get that that fear drop round about the right on the midterm elections, and I think the the last two previous cycles have got that sort of highlighted. Regardless of what's happened everywhere else, sometimes this macro news can accelerate what what would eventually happen. But ultimately, in five years, we'll probably sort of forget about these stories. Maybe not this one. This is definitely one to remember. I think, but I think overall remaining a bit cautious in the market has, has paid off a little bit and, and hopefully everyone that's loaded into pre-sales and been doing the guys uh, airdrop things and learning about trading and things like that over the last three four months are, are now in a bit of a, a prime position where if we do subside we're, we're going to get some major opportunities and i think a lot of the times i always looked back in crypto like over the last year in particular and i thought how did these people working out of these dungeons and basements manage to become billionaires and it's not good to have these people in the space with all these unlocks milking you dry with their 10 percent uh, token dilution still 90 percent to come out and looks like all of that is getting wiped out of crypto and it looks like we're potentially going to have a chance of an absolute clean slate right at the bottom start with everything again so for anyone that is feels like they, they maybe missed the the boat this is an unbelievable opportunity that i think is about to present itself the, the only way as we quickly discussed there that this could get worse as if there's a ripple effect beyond what we can even fathom at the moment or if regulation comes in and starts hitting those uh, public sided exchanges like your coinbase and krakens those are the ones of course that the send us into the hopefully trillions of dollars of market cap again those are the ones that when the public come in after seeing super bowl adverts and things like that these are the ones that we hope remain there because ultimately that is that sort of easy route for people coming in and buying crypto pumping up bitcoin and ethereum and then giving us all our extra plays but there's a lot of going on there was decent cpi data and things like that wasn't there zeke seeks here as well what's your take on everything going on i don't know if we can say the cpi data was good it was 0.2 percent on what the banks thought it would be at so it was 7.7 instead of 7.9 and or 80 so i don't know if we can call it good but the markets at least liked it so it was good for us in the short term anyway so uh the red wave didn't happen in the u.s election it sort of is a push but that was a really weird political thing that happened that uh really makes you question some of the stuff that happens in the u.s these days but that happened and it's done with so that'll play out so the nice thing about that is is the republicans have i forget which one the senator the house the democrats have the other so that normally means nothing gets done for the next two years because no one has a majority in either so there shouldn't be too much regulatory stuff pushed through or big spending bills they'll all cancel each other out hopefully which means markets will settle down eventually and one thing that took a huge hit for the first time in a little while is the DXY, but at the same time, it hasn't broken any structure on all the news from the last few days. So if it goes down to the 104 and a half, 105 area and bounces back up, then it's like nothing ever happened. And we get a, a one to two week reprieve here where we can, if you got caught in any trades, you'll be able to grab a little profit here, hopefully. Um, 
just before we hit the recording, I know I had some uh, low bids in that got hit yesterday. So if you had the uh, the nerve to buy yesterday when stuff was ugly, um, stuff stuff like Solana's up 70%, <laughs> Matic bounced 40%. There were some big bounces today. If uh, if you had the, the big boy pants on to put uh, money into the market yesterday when stuff was ugly. Um, I know myself, I had some low bids on near um what else ruin elgo um engine and everything got within a few cents of where i needed it to be the only thing that uh that tapped is i did have a uh, solana buy around 13 dollars. then the rest of mine were below 10 so out of uh the money i was willing to put into play yesterday i was just a little off on uh on where i was hoping to pick up some cheap stuff but uh after the little hype cycle from the CPI numbers today, I think there's still one more swipe low left in the market to uh, to make some good buys for everybody. Yeah, I think um, in, in the it's obviously look. I'm, I'm not saying I, I predicted this was going to happen. I did speak about it a lot, um, but what we do know is from the the TV the two previous cycles, the 2018 Bitcoin crash down over the year and the yeah. 2014 one, is we know that the, the total drawdown on Bitcoin was about 85% from, from absolute top to bottom. Oh, yep. So to get that, we need Bitcoin needs to hit between 10 and $12,000. Um, so I'm, I'm very much in the mind that there's, there's another leg down. I feel like the, the FUD around everything is too great. We've not felt the full knock-on effect. Like I'm I'm waiting on uh, some VCs coming forward and being like, yeah, we held everything on FTX or we're waiting on these unlocks and these projects are not happening and this this development's not happening in this project like anything i've considered to push out as part of this dark report that i was talking about i'm going to approach every single one of them and ask for a bit of transparency on their financials because i'm now concerned that a lot of these players maybe held funds in ftx um maybe held some in ftt solana things like that and have they been impacted greatly by these so that that will be part of my consideration like financial reports because i think one of the recent ones it's i'd sort of had a bit of a heads up on was that that of meaties and i think that last i'd heard a couple of months ago they had about a hundred million dollars um cash but i need to get updated on these things to see how these uh crypto projects are going to con continue developing if they've had any impact off them off of what's happened with ftx yeah and i was gonna say maybe next week or the following week even some of the the, the pre-sales that we're all into uh we're gonna have to touch base on and make sure they didn't get hit Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. That that's something I'm I'm not looking forward to because I I know that Alameda and some of their subsidiaries uh, were definitely involved in some of these projects, so they they will come to me, but I, I will be approaching them as well just to try to find out because it, it it's a little bit different. We we know Alameda were doing a bit of foul play, so FTX was sending over cash for Alameda to play in the market, and they've loyally it just to keep this clean for uh, podcasting um but we want we need to know what the other subsidiaries have been doing with that cash have they been trying to play the market have they just held it in a wallet in usdc we simply do not know at this stage and in all honesty 
if, if you do approach them with those sorts of questions, will they even be transparent? You might start to see some of these projects start to do additional re uh, raises, and then you will start to connect the dots a bit, like, right, okay, they've <coughs> stuffed the funds up. Um, the big one is, I think, too, it's going to depend on where their the programmers based where the the companies are set up if you're if you're in the us um for corporate purposes i know from a few businesses coinbase is the easiest to use from a business perspective if you're a startup and that just because everything's right there it's a pain to get set up but it sounds like once businesses are, are set up um life's easier if they use coinbase for for most uh crypto startup businesses anyway. So hopefully nobody we bought into uh, got affected too bad and hopefully no one in the community got uh, got stuck too bad. I know before we started, I said, I know a few people in other investment groups that uh, that got hit pretty hard by what happened with FTX and that money is either gone or you're getting a fraction of your money back if you're lucky four or five years from now. Yeah, as we said right at the very start, and this has been this has been the story of 2022 that the sensible people have been hit so hard. So, people that had made a bit of cash in crypto and moved into UST staking, and then all of a sudden got absolutely wrecked because of a sensible play. This is the same story as what's happened with FTX here. People felt like it was an extremely sensible and reliable exchange. Probably sort of had their cash on it and look at what has happened it's truly the most crippling unbelievable thing i would imagine there is many many big influencers and many people that you do not want to piss off that have been impacted by this i, I would be a very very worried man if i was sam right now well and the tweet that's going to go down in history is uh the chick who was the president of ftx at the time oh we'll buy it from you for 22 dollars like if these people can just stay off so social media, like Doquan, we're going to defend the peg. We have X amount of, you don't show your cards when you play poker. Like, hey, we really need this at $22. Well, everyone who's going to leverage and speculate is going to go 50, 20, 100x leverage at $22. And they know your breaking point. Like both companies failed by opening their mouths on social media. Like if they kept their mouths shut and just played the game behind the scenes, might not have changed everything, might have prolonged things, but when you show your cards like that, like you're toast. Yeah, there's huge feelings there. Even the whole thing with CZ saying we're looking to acquire FTX, and then obviously I think you really was. Oh yeah, but what I mean is, obviously in the in the regulated market, you cannot disclose these yeah. things and. People were playing off it. All right, they're, they're going to buy it. FT, FTT Solana starts pumping again, and then within 24 hours, no, we're, we're not going ahead. What could they have possibly found out within 24 hours that suddenly turned a potential buy into an absolute no? Um, it seems extremely odd, and it, it's like severe market manipulation. Yeah, and I think what they did find out, though, is how much... Um, Alameda Research was padding the books by just circulating that FTT token, considering it uh, collateral for Alameda, even though like no one was buying FTT, it was just Sam circulating the money. And from a like a corporate business setup, he was smart that he set up. Um, I forget which one's in which spot, but 
Um, I believe FTT's in the Bahamas and Alameda Research is set up in Hong Kong. So that way he could be the president of both companies. There's no conflict of interest because they're technically two companies in two different areas and neither of them were in the US. So he could really circumvent the system. And basically he created his own Ponzi scheme. Like he just printed the token, bought the token, called it capital and just steady rotation of funds. Like he really created his own fractional reserve bank Ponzi scheme. Yeah, exactly. Just a constant circulation of funds to keep the, the pump alive at the top. And we, we, we seen it with, like it was part of one of my early sort of research papers was was what Alameda do to coins like um map maps was a excellent one maps was extremely hard to buy but I noticed they had this sort of when it started to pump a bit this sort of bought circulated buying on on FTX only this extremely strange pattern of behavior as they sort of gobbled up the coins and, and falsified the, the market cap keeping pushing it up into this Alameda research type coin and they've done this with all of them they, they used like a small amount of capital and liquidity to, to pump prices up but the reality was there was no liquidity to escape out of it and it's just left this black hole of non non-realistic value it's it's, it's unbelievable yeah, it, like, yeah like you said though uh, the one thing is everyone who does survive this you're going to get a, a fresh start but uh, depending on what comes out in the wash like if Gemini goes down and uh, I forget who the other major lender was to uh, Sam and Alameda it was Gemini and somebody else um, and then whatever DeFi protocols they did back on Solana that have uh, capital in them, it's it's going to be a little uh, little iffy over the next few weeks how the uh, how the paperwork all plays out and who actually survives this. And then we'll. It seems like we're going to have to wait almost till the new year to see where crypto is really at now after what just happened this week. Yeah, that, that, that's why I've got the back of my head. We've probably got about six, seven weeks now to assess and understand the, the market and identify the, the, the projects that will flourish. So that'll be those that are safe from a financial point of view, because I, I do think within a couple of months, um, there's no way these organizations will, will, will be able to hide what's going on in the background. You you start to, if, if any of these crypto projects have been impacted greatly, and the market is a bit shaky, you will start to see the on-chain movements that highlight something serious. Something very serious is happening when you start seeing uh, projects tap into their untouched sort of unlocked tokens and things like that. Those will be red flags and alarm bells will start to ring like, hold on, why are you suddenly touching that that, that pocket of uh, capital? you know, after all this has happened. So that there will be a lot. Twitter will be very, very interesting over the next couple of months. Hello, Michael, just saw your question there. As for uh, something hap like this happening to Binance, it would take a company like BlackRock to take out CZ. CZ just posted uh, a small audit, I believe, on Twitter this morning that you can see some of Binance's war chest. Um, yeah, Sam, if you thought he even stood a chance against CZ was sadly mistaken when you see uh, how much finance is actually worth. 
Yeah, I think um, CZ, CZ and Binance have just operate very differently. What, what happened with Alameda and FTX was just pure recklessness and, and greed. Um, CZ and Binance are, are, very, are, are now about to be even more transparent with, with how they operate and what sort of reserves and things like that they have. But it's, it's, it's like anything in crypto. The, what CZ and Binance did was that they generated a, a fear over FTX. They probably felt like, even though they were in a bad state, there would be some way for them to, for them to climb out of it and start to balance the books a bit. But Binance put on 0% transactions, a bit of fear got generated, and with the people withdrawn from the exchange, they just simply could not cope. And we, we've seen established regulated banks do this as well. You, you put fear in the market into the public people start to start to try to withdraw cash from ATMs and no one can cope because all of that cash that you stick in a bank or stick in exchange is often used for other things that they want to do with it and they play the game of hoping that five ten percent of their customers don't all of a sudden start to ask for it back yeah most banks are unbelievably insolvent like if anything like this was actually to happen in the real world it would be an absolute disaster the fact that crypto can even somewhat try and survive it is is unbelievable in itself just how much money is in crypto from people who have been it, in it from the beginning and that's actually the other thing i was going to say there michael's people forget um cz has never had to disclose what he's worth personally because finance is not a public company it's his own company. It's not publicly traded anywhere. So on top of what, what's in the Binance reserves, CZ's be probably one of the richest people on the friggin' planet because he never has to disclose what he's worth. It's no different than Justin Sun has never had to disclose what he's actually worth. Like these guys who got into Bitcoin with sizable sums of money back in the, in like the early to mid two thousands, um, when crypto first got started, you have no idea how much these guys could possibly be worth because they never have to disclose it. Yeah, absolutely correct. What, what I'm thinking about FTX is like that there would be many, many influencers and, and people on YouTube that, that probably got quite a lot of rakeback from um, kickback from like trading and things like that. So anytime someone refers someone to FTX, um, if you then trade on it, whoever give you that referral code will get a kickback off the trading fee and there's probably a lot of people just sitting enjoying the high life freaking in like 10 15 I've, I've had to look at some of the binance numbers people earn like a million a month off of referral codes and there'll be some people like that in ftx who probably just sat back and thought they'll live the good life for the next 50 years while everyone trades away in crypto and then suddenly that's disappeared so it's i i, I can't imagine how it's impacted a lot of these people that, that they thought they were safe I'm just like I'm. I'm thinking like, do do you think this will hit? What about exchanges like KuCoin and things like that? That that's my concern. Do you, do you think they play play these sort of FTX type games as well? Hobby KuCoin. Was it in the summer? There in the summer there was a rumor about uh, KuCoin being possibly insolvent, but um, you got to look basically at 
the founders who have been in the public, like CZ, you don't really, he doesn't really say anything or step up unless he needs to. Um, we talked uh, before we started recording, Kraken actually has a bank charter. Like Kraken, if you're going to set some money somewhere for short to mid periods of time, um, that's always been one of your safer ones. Um, you got to look at stuff that survived the 2017, 2018 bear market. Like if those exchanges survived that, and they didn't go high leverage. Um, like Kraken's, I don't believe has ever allowed more than 5X leverage on trades, maybe 10X on Bitcoin. Like they don't have these crazy 25, 100X trades. Um, I got an email actually from crypto.com uh, yesterday or the day before when uh, the FTX stuff came out saying uh, they're reducing all their leverage uh, options. Like I believe the most they allow now is 25% on or 25x on Bitcoin and everything else is down to like five or 10. So what you will see out of this um, is a lot of leverage um, being taken out of the market, even by the exchanges themselves that uh, you won't be able to, uh, to basically gamble as much as these guys were gambling. You'll see a lot of that get taken out of the market, even by the exchanges themselves, just to, uh, to show some good faith and hopefully crypto can regulate itself before it uh before anything too bad happens in the us yeah if you look back on uh sbf's history uh michael you find out his family is a bunch of bankers and wall street people and whatnot so he came from fractional reserve banking and uh and that kind of system. And he tried to bring that into crypto while saying he wasn't, and he got caught. Yeah, I read about that uh, undeclared $4 billion move from FTX Reserve into Alameda. That's that's what's caused this whole problem. $4 billion traded unethically, unsuccessfully. Uh, that's just disappeared off of the, off of the market. And it's, 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 it's crazy. It, the whole thing, to me, that it does reek of let, let's crush crypto narrative, it just seems too unbelievable to to have. You've got to think like Binance, all their sort of sensible plays, and they, they never pushed it in the way FTX did. FTX was like this global household name, everyone knew about it, and all of the adverts. And then all of a sudden, this sort of extreme foul play, well, lecturing to congress on how crypto is so transparent and great and how it was the future yet it's the one that's caused this headline story uh, to me it just to all me. seems a bit designed like oh yeah everyone remember this ftx crypto thing this is a scam and people at home See, i think that's where we get in a lot of trouble is because crypto as a technology and everything done on the blockchain has not failed um, all the centralized entities that got over leveraged and um, basically not that they didn't know what they were doing, but thought crypto would never go down, screwed up. It was only centralized entities, Celsius, uh, FTX, um, Doquan, we don't really have to call centralized, but uh, bad trading uh, practice there, three arrows fund these guys made money trading thought they were gods found out they weren't got liquidated um 
crypto itself hasn't failed. Like the technology, Solana's technology is still the same as it was on Friday. Bitcoin, Ethereum's technology is still the same as it was on Friday. These people who think they're God's gift to trading have failed, not crypto technology. Do you think that um, Solana has a future? I think if this happened last year before they had that big pump to two hundred dollars, I would I would have said no. Um, the amount of stuff being built on Solana now, I I think it'll be fine. I don't I think losing Sam in the long run actually may be beneficial to them as long as um, they don't get completely demolished down to like nothing in the next couple of weeks. If they can hold five to ten dollars, because the VC buy-in was four cents. So the VC the VCs are still up huge. Um, Sam was always the one in the headlines, but uh, there's still a lot of money behind Solana. And with all the stuff being built on it, I think it's got its teeth into the market far enough that uh, it can survive this pending the validators don't all pull them. It, it, now it's going to depend on the validators and uh, when the market picks up again, they cannot have down like crazy downtime like they did last time when the market was busy. Because if that happens, then you'll see a crash. Yeah, the, the the funny thing is, after all this happened in FTX, I went onto the UK's FCA, so that's the Financial Conduct Authority, and they basically offer regulation on any sort of financial operating entities within the UK, and they actually back in September had posted a warning about FTX on the on the website, which was pretty interesting. Um, but I think Binance comes up comes into that same sort of bracket, uh, but. Look, who knows what the hell is going to happen here? My, my judgment on Solana was that Solana was Alameda, and anything built on Solana was also Alameda. And if Alameda doesn't exist, my thoughts were: where is the sort of capital to sort of back these and and help push these? Have the individual projects and coins that have built on Solana because of Alameda's backing? How how will they survive? Is is this now a strong narrative, an even stronger narrative for Ethereum layer twos, meaties, and things like that? I, I hope so. Um, but uh, yeah. oh, I think the big winner out of all this could um, down the road end up being Near because Near had a run while the market was crashing, and now if Near can keep things together and keep producing going into whenever the next major bull run starts, I think near protocol could be a big winner of what just happened. And even dot and Cardano, cause they sort of got close to completion. Now, if they can get up and running with DEXs, um, maybe some games, some different projects running on them, they could also be very big winners and Solana could just keep losing. Yeah. That is a high possibility or there's enough being built on Solana that they all survive. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, everywhere in the market, I'm basically to highlight. I'm, I'm treading extremely carefully, particularly with things like Solana. Even though I've never, never entered it, because I've never been convinced in what they've delivered technology-wise. Anyway, um, 
I, I think I'd tread carefully on all of that side of things, but every every Agreed. coin in general at the moment. Yeah, if you didn't get in at the lows yesterday, I wouldn't be in a rush to buy from now until even the next week or two play out because this could go. We haven't even got close to where we dropped from because you got to remember we dropped from basically twenty one five, and then we finally broke that uh, that eighteen thousand eighteen five level which we bounced off of all year, and now that we're below it, if we don't regain it the next dump in the market is going to be a the big swipe one that gets us down to that 14 to 10k level and then hopefully that's the end of uh the pain for a little while yeah i might so just to what i'm going to do next to everyone is so we've had this albeit a, a bit influenced by by what's happened uh, with ftx we we have had this sort of drawdown so we now need to get prepared for will there be another sell-off and what coins am i interested in buying and how long do we think the sell-off will happen how long will we have to sort of buy in and suss it out i'll likely approach um i can see angelo's in the call angelo and the guys about trying to identify the coins i think will do well over the next 12 to 24 months look at these on the charts in line with what's going on with dxy and bitcoin and try and find out where we think uh potential bottom is obviously impossible to get the absolute bottom but if you can find that sort of six seven week bottom formation whereas things seem a bit stable and historically this happens december january time if we can be prepped ready for that and then have Angelo and the guys on the charts sort of saying, right, this looks like a good position to get in, then we can be very, very well placed and then accompany that with hopefully some large airdrops to come within the people that are in the airdrop cartel or those of you that are doing it solo um, by following the posts. If you get in at kind of bottom levels, you get some airdrops coming in while the market's recovering this would be an incredible result even if you got a couple of thousand dollars out of a metamask airdrop or whatever else is to come at this stage in the market that that can be massive i, I was thinking everyone now should almost be thinking you can buy like a whale now if, if you look at things like cardano for example um if a lot of people would have been like oh i wish i had a hundred thousand dollars to buy cardano at three dollars it's going to keep going up to 15 20 dollars because of the sell-off on it now, you can act like a whale. You can buy the same amount of tokens now uh, for like $8,000 that you would have bought for $10,000 a year ago. It's, it's crazy. Well, we're basically, other than a few coins like Matic and stuff, we're at December 2020 prices for the big run-up. Yeah, and then and who everyone would love another shot at that, and that's that's the ultimate play. It's the the ultimate opportunity. So a lot of coins that have sold off so hard, you know, do the do the research on them, see who they're connected to, make sure they're uh, liquid, make sure they've still got development, and they, they they will recover and flourish in the the next cycle up. But for those ones that have taken hard hits that you feel like you missed a chance on, then that there will be some opportunities on these i don't know how i feel about how airdrops coming out though like 
it's it, it's it would be kind of nice for an airdrop to come out on like MetaMask and it's a billion dollar market cap and everyone gets like five ten grand, but also at this stage in the market, it's you're kind of like oh, would, would I don't know where these companies would get the capital to to withstand that right now. I just don't know if there's enough VC funding and backing to uh, to take the hit for a big airdrop and move money around. It's going to be tough. Yeah, or, or or will we see more airdrops because it will be like, look guys, we're out of money, but if we do an airdrop now, we hit a $200 million market cap by just uh, signing some signatures on, uh, on, on yeah, the other scale. Yeah, that yeah. yeah that's, we'll, we'll get 10% of that $200 million and we've got some cash, guys, so we may actually see some projects start to do, oh yeah, we've we've launched a new token, airdropped to everyone, and it, it, it brings in free capital effectively, like, you to tell your devs and within three hours they've got a new token out this airdrop to everyone and, and everyone's got a bit of cash on the market it's, it's crazy how sneaky these airdrops can be as well in terms of bringing in capital um and then i uh i just posted that uh excel sheet with some of the different coins for you guys if you didn't uh if you weren't here about three weeks ago when i posted it last you can uh check out the uh the list there and uh and see some prices and ideas of of where things could go and how low uh how low you could buy at yeah i mean aside look if anyone that's had stuff stuck on ftx and is sitting there tentatively hoping to god that they get eight billion dollars to allow everyone to withdraw all their money like I, I hope i hope to god that that happens and no one is stung by this but I, I had fear over the last couple of weeks, like, oh my goodness, I've told everyone to wait in a November drop, Bitcoin's breaking out, everyone's talking about that this is, the bottom is in, Crypto Michael is like, yeah, the bottom's in, and the market's starting to move up, and I, I did have a concern, like, oh my goodness, I've, I've missed three, four months of coins I could have bought into again and made a bit of money on and the market will keep running and i'm all happy again i am definitely admit somewhat relieved that the sort of anticipated second opportunity the the market crashing down again has kind of happened because it's it, it, it means the last three four months have been extremely worthwhile for me just not pushing out any coins to anyone ultimately they've went back to where they were before uh, the crash happened so fast and hard people probably wouldn't have really made much profit out of it but instead over the last three four months there's been so much built there's been so many pre-sales entered people have made themselves for uh, eligible for so many airdrops that really from now and i feel much much better that the the play has had paid off and that the sort of risk and and not pushing out coins while the market recovered a little bit um patience has been rewarded with that play because we're we're sitting back to where we started anyway and i, I would much prefer that we, we got in in a, a true bottom zone in the market and we just had six 12 months of just talking in the chats like oh yes we're at 10x now oh we're at 50x now that that's the stories i want to be pushing in very very soon when we get this bottom zone finally hit yeah and the one thing we we haven't touched on yet even with all these interest rate hikes and stuff um the stock market and the housing markets still have not got hit that hard yet so until you see the stock market and the housing market take take a good shot to the teeth this isn't over 
and a housing market is one of those sort of unpredictable unpredictable ones isn't it because we've, we've not seen the impact on on crypto with with a housing market crash of course uh, of this course. Was last one being what, what 2008 was it um, that was the big one yeah, yeah so we, we don't know how how this will impact everything certainly everyone in the, the global market does seem a bit over leveraged a bit tentative but it, it, with, with how bad this fud is and everything that's going on in crypto the sell-off and recurrent recovery on bitcoin is it's quite it's quite promising it's you know it's, it didn't wick down as hard as it would have if this news happened three four years ago that there is a bit of maturity there you're talking about billion dollar entities being wiped out in a matter of minutes and if this happened three four years ago it would have been crazy the selling off well, and the fact that stuff today, like obviously they hit some crazy lows yesterday, but the fact that everything's up 20%, like that's a lot of money that was out of the market and came back into the market in 24 hours to move the entire, like just the amount of coins that have moved today, um, double digits and like mid double digits is insane. Yeah, the the buy-in. Yeah, the the buy-in has been unbelievable. I'm like, I'm actually wondering what is going on, and I can't see how, I can't see where this cash is coming from. For for people to be so confident to to buy in already, it seems very very odd to me. I I don't actually, I don't. I, I said to Zeke actually at the start. I said often we see this type of activity. Um, what someone's sending me so many messages in a row, and my phone's on vibrate. Um, that's very annoying. Let me stop. Right. Um, I'm. I think I'm going to have a look at. We, we've had the fear over stable coins before. I think what could be happening in the market is people are have been sitting in stable coins for a while, and when they get that USDT fear or the UST fear. And we've had the tether fear many times before. I think what happens is people start to panic a bit. Like they don't want to sell off their USDT and move it into Coinbase or Kraken because that's almost turns into a sort of taxable tracking event. They don't want to move it into the bank because it can count as a profit declaring event. So possibly what we're finding at the moment is people have been sitting in stable coins. The market's taken a crash. They've got the fear about Tether. Okay, what if Tether goes down? And they've just kind of decided to buy into their coins that they were keeping an eye on. And that's possibly what, what some of this pumps to do with, that people are a bit scared about Tether. And they're like, right, okay, I, I want to hold XCAD for two years anyway. I'm, I'm just going to buy into XCAD now rather than risk holding Tether. There's maybe a bit of that going on. I swear I've seen this sort of cycle in the market going up a bit whenever you get tether fud um obviously the initial news coming out seems to bring the market down but then that that recovery seems to happen so fast so i do think there's maybe a bit of that going on and it looks like we cooled off uh bitcoin's back below eighteen thousand. it's down to 17.9 so it looks like uh the excitement sort of tapered off a little and we're seeing just not a big pullback but uh we didn't put this way. We didn't hold 18, and we didn't even make it to 18.6ish, 18.5, which was the level we kept on bouncing off of. So we didn't even attempt to break through it. So 
this could just be a little bit of uh, people making, being happy, making 10, 20%, which where else can you do that overnight? So they, they took some big bets and uh, they hit on them and, and they might be taking profit at the end of the week or the following week. So we'll see how this all, uh, all plays out again over time, but it doesn't look like we, uh, at least not today anyway, we'll see how the rest of the week plays out, but we did not crack back over any major uh any major levels on uh on the bounce today yeah there, there could be some some cash grabbing on the go there as well i think still to come like if any of these large players have, have lost a lot via ftx or or what's happened with solana and ftt and i think if any of them have got bitcoin reserves they're probably thinking about pulling the pulling the button just to safeguard their their future if they hold any sort of large stock of, of bitcoin or ethereum as well yeah it seems to be that's the way uh that's the way this is going to play out is um get back almost i don't know if we can get back to where yesterday started but uh get close to and it'll be a race on who can uh who can regain some capital on uh, on yesterday's losses between now and uh, maybe the end of this week or the end of next week. And it's who's going to be left holding what bags when uh, when the rest of the news comes out. Because Ethereum made a huge bounce. Ethereum was up 21% at one point today. Like There's some big money and obviously probably some big leverage again that uh, that came into the market today. Yeah, I mean, for anyone holding like BNB, Ethereum, if you're a strong advocate of BNB's ecosystem and Ethereum and things like that, all, all this sort of Solana, centralized entity, news, people actually controlling these supposed decentralized projects like that, this is all bullish for these sorts of things. Can't really see say the same for BNB, I suppose, since they decide to halt their chain whenever there's a, a hacking event going on. But uh, yeah, Ethereum... I think the narrative for that just gets stronger and stronger the, the more that all this type of nonsense goes on, if I'm honest. Yeah, the, definitely when we get on uh, the next run, it's going to be who has a working product. Like we had the ICO craze in 2017. This one we've had ICOs plus some working products like um, DEXs, um, some like some staking protocols, um, some online lending, which online lending got destroyed, unfortunately. But um, it'll it'll be interesting. I think on the next run, it'll be um, what layer ones have working ecosystems on them, and how close are they to doing what they're saying they're going to do? Like they're not going to be completely done. There's still going to be works in progress, but. Uh, they're going to have to show some kind of revenue generation, um, sustainability, workability, and they're going to have to have some of these games that have came out. Like they're going to have to show that these games can run on a crypto platform. Yeah, there's there's still a lot a lot in the background to be built, and these this is what happens in in bear bear market cycles. There's just constant fud constant stories and the the market has actually been so resistant to a lot of the bad news that's happened and it's kind of like right how bad can the news get to, to really make a dent 
and, and what's going on in, in the market and the likelihood is 90% of these sort of massive macro factors and, and serious events that happen end up getting forgotten and the the chart just looks like a, a normal bull bear cycle chart when you look back uh you know over five six years ago you you feel like oh, I, I can't remember what happened when it just looks like a normal chart now and i think i, I do think that's that's all that's playing out at the moment and i i still feel very confident that next year we we get that nice recovery run uh post bear cycle it's usually sort of january to june july where you, you can make a, a, a serious amount of cash in, in crypto is anyone got any questions any more questions sorry we were near the end Yeah, the one thing is, if you if you weren't the wiser, like obviously a lot of us watch this stuff on a regular basis, but if you were someone who just invested in crypto, walked away from it, um, and you put the Wall Street cheat sheet for, for for cycles on top of Bitcoin, it's pretty much following the Wall Street cheat sheet, like the one where it shows you all the different uh, parts of a cycle, like hope, anger, depression, euphoria, and all that stuff. If you put that on the Bitcoin uh, chart from April of 2021 till now, it's it's unbelievably um, accurate. So um, we're pretty much in that long boring phase where there could be one more capitulation. And I would assume we're for most people, we're in that anger phase. If you lost with Luna or you lost with FTX, we're in that anger phase for a lot of people. And then uh, somewhere in 2023 or near the end of this year, we'll get that one more capitulation dump and we start the cycle all over again. Yes, I, I agreed. Um, who knows what would have happened to the market if if this never happened? Was this written in the stars? Was it always going to happen? I don't know. All, all we do know is the last two cycles, 2018-2014, this is what happened. You, you got that extra sell-off November-December. And then we started to recover from there. And I think if, if we do get that, then for a lot of people that clearly do watch these historic cycles as an indicator as to what's going to happen in the future, um, I think the psychological factor about us being at the bottom and everyone can win together again as soon as that narrative starts getting pushed, we will see some some long-term gains. And it's, it's again, it's, as Zeke has mentioned and myself many times as well, all tied to that DXY downturn. As soon as that starts to get exhausted, the the rest of the the markets around the world, their currencies recover, and DXY starts to get a, a long period of cooling off. Then that's good for crypto as well. So DXY is still riding high at the moment. It's got a, a lot of sort of support zones that it can bounce from and can keep running, but eventually it will cool down and and, and put that in with crypto being at a bottom and your it's happy days for a few months. Yeah, and there, I just uh, shared the Wall Street uh, cheat sheet for those of you who don't have it or haven't seen it. It's worth saving so you can see sort of how different uh, coins play out on a, or stocks for that matter, on a long-term basis. Um, so if you guys want to download it, it's just in the uh, the chat section of uh, today's AMA. Yeah, exactly. It's just such a, it's it's funny when you look at it and you're you're in the euphoric stage of the market, and no matter how many times you look at this cheat sheet, you're like, no, not not this time. But yeah. It's and we sort of double top. Like the weird thing is, like complacency was almost the second all-time high. Like we 
because we went, we didn't double top. We actually went higher that little bit in November of last year. Like, so the complacency is the only part that's a little off because really the second bounce up was higher than the first bounce up, which normally doesn't happen. But uh, if you use complacency as the November high and then play out the rest of it, it lines up perfectly. Yes, it is actually odd. It's, it's how accurate it is, but it's just purely based on psychology, isn't it? Which is a lot of what the market is. It's like, will this keep going up? Yes, I feel good about it. And if everyone else feels good, then they'll tell their friends and everyone will keep buying and it'll keep going up. But in times like these, the stories going around the household is like, no, I guide 30 billion. He's now worth nothing. Uh, I've lost all my funds on FTX. I lost all my UST stablecoin savings that were giving me 10, 12% annual yield. Like these are the stories circulating at the moment, and it's it's definitely when you're in that that bull phase, you're you're telling everyone, your friends and your family about how great crypto is. They <laughs> they enter it, they're, they're friends, their grands start making money. We're in that stage where it's like you know your your mum's everyone's an expert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were in that stage where your your mum's messaging you like, "Oh, I've not heard from you for two days. Are you still alive?" Like it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not good times. But I think that they're they're round the corner. As as odd as that sounds, that this this is just the classic classic movement that when you feel like it's the absolute end and it's never ever going to happen again, that ends up being the absolute best time to to get involved in the market. Yeah. And yesterday was sort of one of those days where, like I said, I deployed a little bit of capital because you knew everyone was scared shitless. And I bought stuff that a little bit of stuff that I planned to hold long term. I didn't uh, didn't take any big plays. But like yesterday for me, it was definitely a little bit of a, a dollar cost average day where it was a few things that I bought near the top of uh, the end of 2022, where I was like, hmm, all right, if I buy some now we really bring down the, uh, the cost of entry. So, um, like I said, I wouldn't go big on spending any capital right now, but if you deploy 10 to 15% of your capital, um, not today, obviously, cause of the huge bounce back, but, uh, when there's another retrace from these prices and things come down a little, if you deploy 10 to 15% of these prices, I don't think, uh, you're going to regret it in the long run. Uh -huh, exactly. And it you know, a, a, a lot of projects that came to me over the last two, three months about like promotional campaigns and things like that. And, you know, can you help us do promos? And what do you think about the market? Is Bitcoin going to keep going up? And I, I rejected every single one of them. I said to them all, like, I, I, what happens in November, December, historically, at this time in the cycle, that there's no way I'm, I'm pushing anything to anyone. Um, and I'd actually recommend that you don't do any sort of marketing campaigns and stuff like that because I don't think it's going to end well and it will be a bit of a waste of resource. And it's just... It's, 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 it's very hard for these teams to develop so hard and push so hard and put their money where their mouth is and, and give the, the public what they want and then they just get crippled by what, what happens to the, the larger boys in the space. Well, yeah, now they now they have to wait even longer and if they're getting tight on capital, waiting is not what they want to hear. Yeah, exactly. No one wants, no one wants to wait. Um, 
I just seen Sharpie's question there about trees and clouds. Yes, I, I've got. Well, I think. Are you already in it, Sharpie? I'm, I've definitely got a, a, a better way to explain it. It's completely my fault. Like PJ and Jimmy have explained it to me. I know what I need to write up on it. Um, it was just more to. I was going to give people a bit more of a reassurance that it. My concerns with trees and clouds was people thought it was like you had to be a whale with a hundred grand cash to sort of benefit from it, but the way I understand it now is it's way more of a degen side. It's it's actually quite a reasonably big play, and it's 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 in that market that will survive. Excuse me, I am coughing a little bit. Um, it's in that that sector of the market that will survive and grow, um, and obviously regulated as well. Which is a which is a big thing too. But I've I've got lot lots of info to come out, and part of it, the reason I'm sort of moderately satisfied about a bit of a sell off is it means that the waiting game played off. It means now that I can confidently start to push projects forward. I think we'll perform well and we can sort of feel comfortable that, we're, that we are in some sort of bottom zone. I know that people are like a month or two ago, like why is there no projects being pushed? Why is, why is nothing being put out? What's happened over the last few days is exactly why I did not put anything out because yeah, maybe if I put out some projects like XCAD for example, maybe a couple of months ago, if I did put that out, people would have been like, oh, this is great. I've made money on it, thanks so much, but look at the price of XCAD right now, uh, people would have been ultimately complaining to me, and that's, I, I just had to, I had to wait for what I thought would, would happen on the market, and it, it's now started to unravel a bit, and it's hopefully suited everyone better just to sit in the sidelines and, and focus on the pre-sales, focus on the airdrops, focus on learning on trading, and that will that will suit you better for the next run. So it's 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 paid off, um, and now we're in now we're in prime position, hopefully to capitalise from it. Um, and now that uh, the weather's changed up here, I'm going to give uh, Jimmy and PJ some help with trees and clouds. So we'll have uh, probably more information on that on a regular basis, guys. So uh, I'm going to get all caught up with them Monday and Tuesday next week. So uh, that way, hopefully can keep uh, everybody in the loop a little better on these AMAs. You know, it's just for uh, a quick five-minute uh, recap of what uh, what we're doing over there. Yeah, the so for me the the engagement and content is is, is going to start to get maxed out again. I'll be extremely active. Um, I was very very sensible over the last few weeks when it came to my own sort of personal things going on, and I just started to. I don't know the best way to put this. Let's. I I actually I watched a couple of Andrew Tate videos. Extremely odd as this sounds. I watched a couple of Andrew Tate videos and I decided, you know what, sometimes things just need to be done as a man. And I sorted a lot of stuff out with the, the ex-partner, what's going on there with settlement and things like that um, without going into things too personally. And ultimately what I want to deliver for everyone within this group. So 
I, I want to deliver this hard and, and get back to the days that we were at and with all of these personal things now aside and, and buried and things like that we're, we're all good from here everything can resume the market's moved in the way I thought it would move and everyone will be feel will feel a bit better again obviously with my presence coming back because we've, we've got loads to update on for a lot of projects to watch and get entered to uh, entered into there is many more pre-sale opportunities going to come forward um and yes it, it, it should very very soon start to start to see that hope come back i appreciate everyone being extremely patient i think we can almost wrap it up there zeke unless you've got any, you've got any final things final things no like i said i think we touched on everything uh pretty much and just to reiterate guys again like i know we've pretty much said it every week but don't be in a hurry to spend the capital you have or have left but uh it's much safer to say this week that we are closer to the bottom and if there are things you're looking at long term putting a little bit in at uh at these prices long term is not going to uh not gonna hurt you you don't have to like again don't spend your whole bankroll at these prices but uh if you're looking for some long-term holds, um, if Ethereum sneaks back down near $1,000, like you don't have to buy it all below $1,000 if that's what your goal is. But uh, if there's stuff you're looking for long-term holds, don't be uh, don't be overly scared to put a little bit of capital into play at these prices. Exactly. And as well, mental health, look after yourself. So for a lot of people in the States, in Europe right now, Northern Hemisphere, we're going into a, a winter. The market is not acting very well. Maybe in the summer, you can enjoy a game of golf, going a dog walk in the sun, things like that. It's now getting to that stage where the weather's bad and the market's bad. So just make sure you look uh, after And we just set our clocks back. So it's dark here in half an hour at like 5.30 p.m. It looks like midnight, and that's so hard to adjust to if you're in an area that switches their clocks. Yeah, so our clocks went back as well. When it gets to near Christmas time, it gets dark here about three o'clock, um, yeah. and it's it's awful. And you just have to look after yourself. Get up, have a good breakfast. If you do a bit of intermittent fasting, have a black coffee. Get to the gym, speak to people. Do not. I was gonna say, in all honesty, guys, like feel feel free to use this channel like if we're not using it for the ma and four or five you want to just jump in here and shoot the shit like feel free to use this this channel just to talk to people when you're not doing anything over the winter like um just to hang out and talk to people when you're whether you're watching tv you're watching some charts you're learning something at least uh you can have a quick conversation with uh people while you're sitting around yeah very very good point and I, i'm going to be sharing like more of a personal journey as well like w one of the key things that made me successful in the last couple of bull runs was actually just having the most strictest uh personal regime so getting up like bang five o'clock getting that that gym routine underway making myself a stronger more physical and athletic person and that with that you, you get a stronger mind and you can face what happens in the market and, and be prepped for the market if you look after your your own mental health you can handle and deal with all of these a lot better so i'll be sticking in more about like walks fitness because my goodness with, with the stress in the market what's went on with my ex um 
<laughs> my my fitness has went down the last eight nine months i'm looking forward to getting that back on track over winter i'll share some of the success stories with you and hopefully share some of the successful pumps as well that we'll enter into sounds good man nice one well good to, good to get updated with everyone after a couple of weeks yeah, keep an eye out on the content coming i've got like a big video where i'm going to talk about like how long i think all this will go on for and and what what will come in the very very near future so thanks again guys i'll speak